if things are not going your way and you're a little pissed off or disappointed, I see you, I get you, you're human. But I'm not giving you a pass. Have some suffering, be pissed off, punch a pillow, whatever that looks like. But then ultimately, we've got to tell ourselves a more empowering story. I didn't just snap my fingers and yell, life's happening for me. I'm good to go. It didn't work like that for me. I had to keep choosing better. I had to keep reaching for a better narrative because my default narrative in that situation was anger. To ask questions like, why did this happen? Why did it have to happen on day one? Why am I hurt again on crutches again? I've spent a lot of time on crutches. I had to override that narrative. I couldn't let the unfortunate circumstance make me. I had to make me. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Boy, do we have one hell of a story for you today. So we're going to get right into what happened last weekend at our mastermind retreat. So we had this amazing mastermind retreat in Napa, Sonoma area in California, and it was rather eventful for an entirely different reason than we thought. But before I tell you the story of last weekend, and we're about to get into this, I must first remind you of episode six, Word of Intention. This is an old story about a work trip I took to Nashville where I hurt my knee in a honky tonk and had to be carried by a client. And while being carried a second time on the stairs, this time by an employee, one of our distribution partners snaps a photo of me in this photo. I'm not my best. I have not showered. I have my cousin's Mickey Mouse sweats on which I actually wear in memory of her, sort of as a reminder to live life to the fullest. And I'm missing one shoe in this photo. I'm clinging to my teammate Ryan's back. Not exactly the photo that you want going up on LinkedIn. When my distribution partner, Katie, snaps the photo, I'm like, what are you doing? And she says, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. This is going to be a funny story one day. And that is actually an important part of this story today. So back in Nashville, I ended up in a hospital. I had dislocated my knee. I tore ligaments. I ended up having some pretty radical reconstruction surgery. That was no joke. But at the end of that podcast of episode six, I talked about how I set this word of intention about being more vulnerable and how I'd learned my lesson about letting people help me, that I didn't have to go it all alone, and that I was embracing vulnerability better. So it had this nice bow on it, episode six did. And I put all of that behind me, or so I thought. So last weekend, we're super pumped for the Mastermind Retreat. And we're headed to this amazing resort, green rolling hills of Napa Sonoma, gorgeous wine company. We have hikes planned. We have biking trips planned. Because you see, one of the perks of this particular resort is that they offered bikes. So everybody got a bike. These big old beach cruisers with the seat and the basket in the front. But let's just be real here. If you are a cyclist, if you are a mountain biker, if you bike the Sierras on the weekends, then you do not want to ride someone else's beach cruiser with a basket in the front because you already got like a sweet ride, right? And seeing as how I was the only one not flying in, I strapped my nice specialized all black beauty to my SUV and I drove the four hours over the pass to bring my bike with me. 
So day one, we're settling in. We're still waiting for one of the teammates, but several people had flown in from the East Coast. We're ready to go out and have our first adventure. But, you know, everybody's got a little jet lag, so we decide to go get some coffee first. We all hop on our bikes, them on the beach cruisers and the baskets, me on my super sweet bike. We head down to Dutch Brothers, about 10 minutes of a ride. We're priming the pump. We're getting ready. It's going to be an amazing afternoon. It's going to be an amazing weekend of transformation. But the thing about Dutch Brothers that day is that they had the walk-up window closed. So the employee just said, oh, you just need to go through the drive-thru line with the cars. And I was like, well, yeah, but we're all on our bikes. No, no, it's fine. Just go through the drive-thru on the bikes. All right. Never want to turn down adventure. I was like, I'm in. Let's do this. There are lots of cars behind us, including these truckers that are behind us. They all they all come into the story soon. And I mean, we did not go unnoticed. We're all lined up on our bikes, moving through this line. We give our orders. I'm getting my Americano. We're headed out on the town. This is gonna be epic. Or at least a night that we will never forget. So we are moving forward a tiny step at a time. And the thing about my bike... Uh, it's uh, related to the last ride I did. So I was in the mountains and I was going up and down these mountains. I was I had the front suspension fully open to absorb all this shock, which makes sense when you're in the mountains, which makes sense when you're going over rocks. There's a lot of compression on the front of my bike, which serves you well in the mountains, but not well in a parking lot. So as we are eking along super slow, I hit my brakes, particularly my front brakes. And the bike pitches me forward. And I'm like headed over, ass over tea kettle. Here we go. And I'm quick on my feet, right? I'm like a cat. So I think I got a better idea. And I jump off the bike so I don't go over the handlebars. But keep in mind, this is in full view of like 20 plus cars in the drive-thru line. And I mean, it was like multiple lines going through the, the drive-thru at the same time. Dutch Brothers is in like Sonoma has the efficiency of a Chick-fil-A line in metropolitan city. So back to my cat-like reflexes. So I jump off the bike to avoid going over the handlebars. But but as I jump off the bike, the bike handles somehow gets caught in these, like my brand new Athleta, Athleta, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but I'm going to run with it. These new running pants I just got. Actually, I had some listeners recommend them and they're amazing. They're also maybe made of Kevlar. They don't tear. In fact, they pull my entire bike right along with me as I jump off. And I fall, bike and all. And I knew it right away. It's literally the first words out of my mouth. I just broke my ankle. I've broken a lot of bones through the years. And I knew (laughs) the the feeling of like a carrot snapping in my ankle. Now I'm in this parking lot on asphalt. There are all these cars around me, my amazing mastermind friends. They're all trying to trying to pick me up. But I'm just thinking of like, as someone's lifting you up and you just broke your ankle, my ankle's dangling because it's not immobilized. And I was like, no, no, no. I didn't want them to pick me up. I was like, no, no, I got this. Except that I was right in the middle of the parking lot, nowhere near the sidewalk. And I started (laughs) dragging myself (laughs) towards the sidewalk. Oh, it is funny now. So I start dragging myself towards the sidewalk. I'm in between cars that are all waiting for their coffee. And apparently there's stuff like spilled on the road and oil stains. And I'm just like dragging myself inch by inch through all of it while they're like my mastermind friends are just dying to pick me up. They're my battle buddies and they're standing there 
wanting to help so bad, but I just keep thinking of my ankle dangling as I got up. So I was like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. Just let me slide across this. But what I didn't realize in the moment, but they cued me in afterwards, is that from the vantage point of all the cars that were there, here's this lady that somehow gets thrown off of her bike which it wasn't even evident how this happened other than I just get tossed off my bike like dark magic. Woman is she's on the bike, then she's thrown off the bike, then the bike follows her. Now, I know, thinking back, I'm sure I'm on someone's dash cam. I'm sure I've been uploaded to some YouTube channel called like Bike Fails or maybe just Why Bikes Shouldn't Go Through drive through Lines. I'm, I'm sure this has happened. But again, the worst part for my team is that now this lady who's magically thrown off her bike is lying in the middle of the road, seemingly hurt, scooching herself painfully across the asphalt while three friends are standing around now now drinking their coffee and not helping her. People are yelling from their cars, pick her up, man. I didn't hear any of this. I was really focused at the, on the task at hand, but everyone was yelling, pick her up, pick her up. And Armando and Laura are yelling back, we tried, she won't let us. So they got to stand around like a couple of chumps while I slide across the road. And this is when this 18-year-old Dutch Brothers employee <laughs> walks up and he's like, he's trying to hand me my coffee. And he's like, ma'am, do you want sugar in your Americano? While I'm still on the ground, I'm not even on the sidewalk yet. And let me just say... I've never been rude to a restaurant employee. It's something I feel pretty strong about. However, the side I gave him would have would have roasted his coffee. I said, now's not a good time, pal. It's a really bad time. So I finally get to the side of the road. I'm panting. I'm, I'm in the process. Where, where, you know, where's the nearest hospital? You know, how am I going to drive home? All the things that eventually must be solved. And this is when I see a flash go off. And I snap my head in Michael's direction. But you see, Michael, who I'm pretty sure had heard episode six, remembers that when I tell the story of the knee dislocation in Nashville, he remembers that a photo was taken in that moment. Michael looks at me while I'm laying on the road in in Sonoma and he says, what? You said the photo was funny afterwards. I figured this one would be funny too. So Michael documents my injury and post-injury and emergency room (laughs) visit. And I'm sure that will be funny as well. It'll all be part of the fabric of the story. I'm still processing it. So I'm on the other side of the road now. There is a photo taken of me laying on the road. And I took so long to get across the road. And I'm blocking traffic this whole time. Like the cars can't go because I'm laying there and my bike and it's just a mess. I've taken so long that Laura has ridden her perfectly functioning beach cruiser bike with the basket in the front. She's rode it to CVS, bought me crutches. And has already back at this point. Someone else has gone to get a car. I mean, a lot of things have happened because it took so long. So ultimately, they bring back a car and I'm headed to the emergency department. The truckers who were behind us, who were amazing and kept yelling, pick her up, pick her up, um, ended up taking our bikes back to the resort, which was amazing. So I'm at the emergency department, right? This is not how we envisioned our Friday going. Everybody had just flown in. We were ready for some big adventure. And there it was at the Sonoma Emergency Department. So I get seen pretty quickly when I'm there. And the ER doc comes in and asks me, when did you fall off your motorcycle? Oh, actually, I was on a bike, a bicycle. She's like, oh, okay. Well, how fast were you going on your bike? Yeah, um... Well, I wasn't really moving at the time. And I can see that the doctor doesn't get it right. She's looking at me confused. She's rushed in to see me for this. So she says, like the speed. I mean, how many miles per hour were you going? And I say zero. 
I was going zero miles per hour. She was confused and clearly felt like they had prioritized the wrong emergency room that night. So recap on the situation. Miss Adventurer, Miss Mountain Biker fell off a pretty much stationary bike in a parking lot, sandwiched in between three beach cruisers and about 20 cars and broke her ankle at zero miles an hour. This was a hell of a story. We had a great laugh about it. I mean, I mean, the team mostly laughed a little bit more than I did. But that night, there was a there was a full reenactment at the restaurant down the street. I did not participate in the reenactment. I kind of sat in a corner with my leg up, uh, trying to cut my hospital armband off. But but what did happen is Laura at one point she got out of her chair at the restaurant. We're at the restaurant, right? And this nice little brewery in downtown Sonoma. She gets out of her chair at one point. She gets down on the floor of the restaurant and she drags herself across the floor to demonstrate what I looked like in the parking lot. And this was about the same time that our servers moved everyone out of our section and literally away from our table. That's when they told me about how it looked to everybody else, that they were just all standing around drinking their macchiatos while I was dragging myself across the parking lot. This is also the moment that they nicknamed me Dragon. Apparently it's D-R-A-G-G-I-N which sounds like the mythical creature, but it's not nearly as cool. But my team, (laughs) they were really amazing. They helped, they accommodated, they carried my bag, they packed up my cursed mountain bike. They were phenomenal. And I'm so grateful to those humans. So we ended up having a great mastermind retreat. There are still lots of laughs, wait, a ton of laughs and great conversations, great exercises. And when we were wrapping up, they were all flying out of San Francisco and I was driving back over the pass. So to get from Sonoma to Reno, you got to go over the Sierra Nevadas. It's a pretty high mountain pass and I drive it all the time, but there happened to be a storm over the pass. Not unusual, very common, especially in winter and spring. That day they were requiring chains or all wheel drive. So this is at the end of the retreat and we say our farewells. Everybody loads my bike up on the back of the car and and I'm off. So I'm starting to head over the pass. And if you haven't been through a snowy pass in in mountains before, they set up check stations through the mountain pass to make sure that your vehicle can sort of safely move ahead. So I'm coming up to one of these checkpoints and... (laughs) I'm in the mountains. It's snowy. The roads are icy. And I've, I've got I've got this, you know, walking cast on and I've got my my crutches in the passenger seat and I pull up to the California Department of Transportation guy. And so, again, they stop all traffic and they make sure that you and your vehicle can safely pass. So he leans in my window, right, because it's snowing and it's hard to see. And he asks, hey, do you have chains or are you all wheel drive? And I say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I, I got an all wheel drive. And he said, okay, it's pretty ugly up ahead. You, you all right to drive this pass? And I said, oh yeah, I do this all the time, no problem. But it's kind of hard to hear. So he leans in a little bit more into my car window. And again, it's snowing and it's windy and it's a storm outside. And he's like, all right, be safe. And I replied back, always. And then I see his eyes. <laughs> Switches from looking at me to looking at my passenger seat. I see his eyes looking at my crutches. And he's like, hey, what are those? Don't look at those. Look at me. Don't look over. <laughs> those. He's a, I just tell this guy, oh yeah, I'm always safe. No problem, pal. And then he notices that I have a broken ankle and crutches in my passenger seat, which is fine. As long as I don't have to get out of the car, we're fine. So I made it over the pass. It was an uneventful drive back. We have set the uh, excitement bar super high for the next mastermind retreat. We'll let you guys know when that is. It's probably in September, October area, but the next one won't involve broken bones or a truss fall into a parking lot, but it will be just as epic. 
I have an awesome opportunity I need to tell you about. This is a chance to get into our new coaching program, but at a discounted rate. If you are ready for more, would love to join a mastermind, attend an event, have real measurable growth, but struggle to make the time, you know you've got more, but you don't want to just work more. Let me tell you this growth doesn't only happen at conference rooms, it can happen right at your computer or on your phone. Look, if you're someone who wants coaching, actively reaching for that next level of success and wants what's in the Pivot Me mastermind, but need to do it at your own time, but we've created just the thing for you, Pivot Me Virtual Coaching. I will deliver one video and worksheet each week to your inbox. And I'm gonna cover a lesson from the six pillars of the Pivot Me Academy, things like killer productivity, high performance habits, business and success strategies. You need to be in this. We created self-paced growth that is still tied to a weekly coaching program. You can literally go through the whole Pivot Me Academy just one lesson at a time for a fraction of the investment. But it's not just about being inspired. It's about taking action that's going to change your life and change your business. We've made it crazy simple and easy to execute. And for now, you can join our beta group at the discounted rate of only $27 a month before our formal launch. Join us at pivot-me.com backslash coaching before the launch and we'll get you into the beta group. If you want to go further, faster, grow your business and get out of your own way, the answer isn't working more, but I know what is. Join us today. This podcast kind of wrote itself to Ben, to Ben's point, the amazing person who is uh, working on this podcast right now. He says, when I send him a Slack message about after I found out my ankle was broken, he says, and the podcast writes itself. And it basically did. It's a hell of a story. But when I reflect on it, it's still pretty fresh, obviously. But when I reflect on it, it really comes back to we can't always control what's happening to us. Breaking my ankle was outside of my control. Did my reality align with my expectations of the weekend? Oh, hell no. I had hikes and bikes and runs planned. I had it all mapped out. And now I was going to be sitting in a rocking chair with my leg up for the weekend and I don't idle well. But I had 100% control over how I responded to this. Whether I threw in the towel on the whole weekend and headed home, was pissed off for the whole weekend, that, that was on me. It has nothing to do with the ankle. It has to do with the story I tell about the ankle. And let me be honest here. I wanted to be pissed. I was disappointed. I was so excited for this weekend and it was going to be nothing like I had envisioned. I promised this amazing experience and it was going to be nothing like I had envisioned. I had to keep putting my emotions and mindset in check so I didn't let it affect everything else. Bleed into the experience of these other great people who came for a remarkable weekend. But it was a choice and it was one I had to make. And it was a choice I had to keep remaking. So let me be clear about it. It's not like you go, oh, I'm just going to be all peace, love and rainbows. And you just snap your fingers and there you go. Oh, I'm grateful and all things happen for a reason. And I'm just grateful for this experience. 
it, it doesn't work like that for me. It was a choice I had to keep remaking. So if things are not going your way and you're a little pissed off or disappointed, I see you. I get you. You're human. But I'm not giving you a pass. Have some suffering. Be pissed off. Punch a pillow, whatever that looks like. But then ultimately, we've got to tell ourselves a more empowering story. I didn't just snap my fingers and yell, life's happening for me. I'm good to go. It didn't work like that for me. I had to keep choosing better. I had to keep reaching for a better narrative because my default narrative in that situation was anger. To ask questions like, why did this happen? Why did it have to happen on day one? Why am I hurt again on crutches again? I've spent a lot of time on crutches. I had to override that narrative. I couldn't let the unfortunate circumstance make me. I had to make me. That's my job. That's my choice. And believe me, having an amazing supportive group of people to help me, in fact, predict my every need was an absolute gift that weekend. But they were they were hilarious. And the recounting of the story was pure comic gold and should have been captured on video. Michael, that's what you should have recorded is the reenactment in the restaurant. But once again, I found myself needing to be vulnerable. Had vulnerability sort of forced on me, again, because I clearly hadn't learned my lesson in Nashville fully. I needed an entirely new set of people to carry me around another city to fully learn this lesson. What was different between what happened in Nashville and what happened in Sonoma is I didn't live in my head when it happened. Instead, I took an opportunity to embrace the vulnerability. So I went in Nashville, I was angry and I was embarrassed and all the things, but I didn't do that in Sonoma. I allowed people to care for me and love on me. I needed to frame it in a way that helped me, not hurt me. Same thing happened. I still broke my ankle, but in one scenario, I'm empowered and in the other, I'm disempowered. And what lies between those two is just a choice. Instead of asking, why did this happen? I asked a better question. Well, what can I learn in this moment? What can I experience in this moment? Again, this was an active exercise. This did not come natural, even though I do the training and the affirmations and all the mindset work. When you get hurt, you want to be angry. When you are going to be massively inconvenienced by being in a boot for four to six weeks and crutches and all the things, you want to get angry. But I worked on it. I also had to stay in the moment. I, did, I couldn't think about how I was going to get home or how was I going to navigate my fast-paced life with crutches. I couldn't go that far. Or if I went too far ahead in time, I started to miss this moment. I remember my Aunt Tammy once told me, don't try to tackle tomorrow's problems with today's strengths. Now, I'm not sure where she got that from, but I heard her saying that in my head over and over again. I'm going to tackle today's problems in this moment and just those. Tomorrow's problems? I'll handle then. And it wasn't even staying in the moment that was the biggest struggle for me. The biggest was controlling the narrative in my head because I've been hurt a lot in my life. I've had a lot of health challenges in my life and I'm not, I'm not gonna give you some fluffed up shit about how I grew in those moments. I was pissed in those moments. I maybe grew after them, but not in the moment because being hurt runs counter to how I see myself. Like I'm a self-identified badass. I drink out of a Wonder Woman cup every day. It's a metaphor for my life. And yet, here I was broken again. If you're someone who has had a lot of health challenges, if you're someone that has a chronic condition, your body's tapped out when you weren't ready to give in, it's very disempowering. And I wanted to be Wonder Woman, but instead I kind of felt like Mr. Glass. 
So I share the behind the scenes. I share the parts that aren't fully processed in me. The parts that I actively am working on to this day. I'm working hard to try to see my broken pieces as the interesting parts of my story. I like the idea, actually a client brought this up last week, the idea of the kintsugi, the Japanese art of putting broken pottery pieces back together with gold. Sort of a metaphor for embracing your flaws and imperfections, your broken pieces, and bringing them back beautifully. The break in the glass is simply an event in its life that adds to its character, not detracts from it. And so I'm working on bringing that piece in too, that the parts that are broken are even more badass and they've been brought back together with a big old thick piece of gold, like a gold bead just running right down those lines. I'm not there yet, but I am actively working on. Let me tell you what though, I've got some pretty amazing drinking stories out of this this life of mine and this body of mine. I'm actively working on it. So yes, in episode six, I thought I solved the vulnerability piece. I thought that the experience in Nashville solved it all for me, but yet I had evidently a little bit more to learn. So I'm leaning into it actively. In fact, I even added an affirmation to my morning routines. So you know, I do the uh, Savers morning routine every morning, right? And I've got my list of affirmations. Well, they're all mostly about being badass and raising the business and impacting people and being an awesome mom and wife and all these things. But there's a new one that has made it on the list now. (laughs) Through all the years, nothing like this has ever existed in my morning routine. And uh, it's a question. And the question is, is this an opportunity to ask for help? So let this lesson in vulnerability serve you. Let this question, is this an opportunity to ask for help? Let this bubble up in your mind. If you're not someone who asks for help often, this might be something to add to the things you say to yourself every day, the questions you ask. Choose better questions and we'll get better results. Before, I probably asked, how can I do this alone? It's a pretty big shift for me. Today, we talked about vulnerability. We talked about asking better questions. We talked about letting people in, letting people help you. And for God's sake, let people pick you up if you are dragging yourself across a parking lot. Don't make the cars wait. Don't get caught on someone's dash cam flying off of a bike. Don't let your friends stand around you and drink a cup of coffee and feel like jerks because you won't let them pick you up. Let them pick you up. I always ask the question, is this an opportunity to ask for help? I will continue on my journey of vulnerability. I will continue on my journey of accepting these gold veins that are running through my pottery. And I'll be sure to let you guys know when our next mastermind retreat happens. And we'll share photos of that. If you haven't already, join us over on social media. We might, we might really, we might release one of these photos from the weekend. Uh, but join us. I'm at the April Garcia on all the social platforms. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys.
you guys are amazing.